0: And here we go. Here we go. It does actually remind me. Here we go. Coming it in hot. Take it away. All I, right. I miss. Uh, things are different here, so we got some sequencing errors, just like a game drinking late. So we're gonna take it well, from uh, we're the top. We're off to a
1: we're off a smooth start. Let's pretend that we just started. Cheers to yeah, the big cheers. So, oh, Here the we, we go. All All right. Right. All right. Hey, guys, welcome to episode 154 of CMD Towers, Brews, and Builds. I'm Mr. Combo number five's clever impersonator, Marketing Ross, and I'm joined by my fellow host whose love life is the toxic deluge, Big Duck. How's it going, Duck? Uh what is up? Uh, for those who don't know,
0: Mr. Combo is still recovering from the bachelor party that me, the Godfather, J Rod, and Big E threw for him last weekend in sunny Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Uh, overall, I would say it was pretty tame comparative to a lot of the bachelor parties I went to, uh, there's a minimal amount of crying by me and we did, I would say that my personal highlight was going to Guy Fieri's flavor town in downtown Ooh. Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. So that was pretty slick, but, um, nice. we do have some, we do. So Ross, you know, I drove up there with single Aaron. Um, and because I drove up there, I knew I was going to be on the hook. For uh, probably taking a bunch of stuff home, right? Uh, right. I think I think we grossly overestimated how much we can all drink in our thirties, and <laughs> we had some four hundred dollars worth of alcohol purchased for Excellent. six people for a handful of days. So uh, I ended up taking home a bunch of stuff that I wouldn't normally drink, like vodka, uh, tequila, rum. But I've actually like, started liking rum on the rocks. Have you ever tried that before?
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I usually have mine with a, a mixer, personally. I'm, okay. It, for for the, the straight liquors, I'm more like whiskey. Whiskey stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, rum on the rocks. I, it's good. I, it I like surprises it. Just, me. surprises me from you.
0: I, You know, I, I but like, it was just dire times. I try not to keep... So, uh, it's really good with a few splashes of... Uh, I really like it with a few splashes of bitters to kind of give it that zip. And mm-hmm. you're right, because the problem... So, I've created my own monster buy this as well, because I do not. It's not responsible for me to have a lot of liquor around the house, um, especially when I'm in between dating and rugby seasons, where I'm actually spending a lot of time at home, which I don't like. So, um, you know, I'm having my neighbor over a little bit later. I already gave her two bottles of some flavored vodka that I don't want to drink.
1: And very generous.
0: Uh, yeah, and and her and her her and her boyfriend are coming over later. We're gonna have some of that before we go out tonight, but. The real bell of the ball that I'm glad they grabbed is a Tennessee sold only hard Mountain Dew.
1: Oh, good grief. Is Is that uh, anything like the Flaming Hot Cheetos drink?
0: It's way better. I can't imagine the nightmare that that was. But um, the ones that they picked up are actually sort of healthy. They're zero sugar and only 100 calories per serving. So it's effectively like a seltzer. I think it's like a malt liquor. But anyway. Um, so I you can, tell, you can, can get the,
1: the punch in the punch in the throat that Mountain Dew will give you, but with none of the guilt.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And my, uh, my friends up here from Tennessee, they got the code red version, which really beats the band. Unfortunately, I don't think they make that in uh, a non, uh, a non-sugar varietal. So I'm drinking the watermelon now, and I can tell you this much, um, it makes your pee look very unhealthy. So <laughs> I don't know about the rest of that, but it, it just doesn't make your pee look good at all. So, anyways, that's that's my story. That's my burden to tell uh, this week. Marketing Ross, it's it's been a minute here. How how are you doing? What's going on? Well, what's, I mean, first of all,
1: I've just just spending my days missing you. You know, of writing course. my my sonnets until the t- day that we reunite, pining pining um, from
0: seeing me in the office and seeing me screaming and going to get coffee every fifteen
1: minutes. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's it's been good. Still working away, uh, getting ready for the American Royal, which is a big big event here oh, in yeah. Kansas City. Barbecue cook off um, big, big hoopla. There's a bigger Um,
0: event coming up even sooner than that, though, right?
1: um, Depends on what you're talking about and what is uh, out in the public facing.
0: Okay, so never mind.
1: (laughs) I think I don't know. I see what you're saying. Okay, no, that's actually after if you're talking about the birth of my second child. Yes,
0: that one. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so that I'm just trying to get through the uh, the the work workload, and I then see. I okay. will dedicate my brain power to what having your a next, second child. Your looks next, like. your next big adventure, quote unquote. Right, exactly. So no, let okay. me ask you two questions about that uh, that bachelor party, though. Number yes. one, did you punch any cans off of anything? No,
0: there was really very little anger. Uh, I got smoked a few times in games, uh, but it was air, single Aeron, man. I knew that guy was a good deck builder. He's it's, he's on a, he's on a rampage. He's just, he, well, he's, he's on a deck building rampage. that can't be stopped.
1: It's, it's upsetting. He, he's been getting into this bad habit where he sends me decks and I give him really bad ideas and he accepts those bad ideas right. and puts them in his decks. So like, I don't know if you've
0: seen, uh, I don't know if you've seen his Minskin Boo nightmare that he has. I have. Uh, dude. Okay. So I'm hot. I'm hot for that deck. I'm really, yes. really hot for that deck. Uh, it it's, it, we played it. He was the threat the entire time. Me and Mr. Combo totally ganged up on him. Couldn't even do anything. It was bad. Dude, it,
1: it, like it looks like a house.
0: It's so good. Like I think it's the best. I think it's like with no shortage of praise for him. Aaron, I, Aaron's a good friend of mine. Obviously, single Aaron, if you will. Uh, I think it's the best Gruel deck I've ever seen built. And it's only That's like awesome. three hundred, three hundred fifty dollars. Like it just has an answer for everything. Um, so no, I didn't. I think it was less of like the can punching was from a vitriol from one man and one man only that even Mr. Combo himself cannot inspire out of me. Uh, and that man is, is uh, ultra budget Bruce brothers hashtag coming for you, coming for you, uh, the mountain, the, the
1: mountain. Yep.
0: So I just saw yeah. a video of him playing with some friends and it just made me angry. So that, so that's well, one. No, there wasn't, wasn't really any big blow up like that.
1: Well, I think this, the second one will be a, a much simpler yes or no question. And this is inspired by a bachelor party that my brother just went to and sent me oh, okay. photos questionable photos from afterward did did any member of the bachelor party lose their pants at any time did any member lose their pants if you have to think that hard i would hope it's a no
0: i would not think look i'm not gonna lie to you there was the friday night got a little blurry saturday night on my post flavor town high got extremely blurry um <laughs> but i don't remember anyone de themselves i know there's i know Mr. Combo took his shirt off to cr- to make chimichangas at some point. Uh, uh, <laughs>
1: I can't wait to hear more chimichangas.
0: about Chimichangas. I'll send you a picture after this, but we we did okay. a real flip on the bachelor party traditional sense and tried to make it into something that involved way more pink and tiaras. Um, I love but it. But it, it, it ended up just being a complete awesome blast. But unfortunately... Um, the dy- the the one part of the dynamic duo that Tomer identified is not going to be here today. So we have we have a great replacement, uh, kind of kind of a late hit pitch hitter here, and uh, I think we're, I think you know, I, I think we got a great guy here. So I'm I'm really excited to see you back on the cast.
1: Awesome. Well, I'm glad to be here. And while we're here, let's just go ahead and dive into it. So Bruce and Build is our. Oh, you're doing. Connection.
0: Oh, you wait. Hold on. You're doing this. Hey, you're going to do this. I'm the
1: impersonator today. Okay. All right. Take it away.
0: I'm, hey, back. I'm so back. I'm back to just drinking deck. and color This co- is
1: our Deck, deck series, man. Woo! <laughs> Since we have conquered the Path to 32, 12 themes of EDH Deck, Season 3 brought a lot of flavor, and now time for Season 4, we have a Patron's Deck that will be entered into the CMC game.
0: Doo, 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 so, doo, 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 doo. Uh do 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 Or... We didn't have time to get that. We were trying to do sound effects for this. We're, we're still um, working we out the jingle. Time. We're still working it out, exactly.
1: So... Tuck can tell you a little bit more, but this will comprise of taking one of our patrons decks, both hosts picking out a favorite card for each CMC slot available, and then discussing it like we do in the typical B&B fashion.
0: Yes. Um, and then we do have some ads here. So we're still doing our three ads in the bottle capping. Uh, and the ones that we're going to do are we're going to cut out a card. It's all CMC based. Uh, it's We're going to cut out a card that has a CMC less than the cut card equal to the cut card and then greater to the cut card. And I'll be honest, that was the easiest part of this whole thing. like that <laughs> that that part wasn't too difficult. Um, but yeah, we're we're gonna go today we got zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight with Leizeas daragaz Choice Control. <laughs> Beautifully right. submitted in Moxville, just the way we like to see it. Um <laughs> and uh LZ, if you will, landing zone. We apologize uh if we're still mispronouncing your name. We looked it up, we put it through Google Translate. We're just gonna go with uh we're gonna go with LZ from here on out. Um but LZ sent this deck to us very last minute. Uh, Mr. Combo, knowing that he was, we were, we were kind of in a rush. And we were like, you know, let's bring back the deck therapy. And because we know it's a pain in the ass, because we and Mr. Combo have to do it every week to sort things into grains, hops, yeast, uh, and spices, we decided to kind of mix things up a little bit. Uh, and, and we're going to try to build it out this way. So this is, uh, this is a deck led by Darigaz, uh the Igniter. And I'll read that, and then you read uh, their description. How about that? Sounds great. All right, perfect. So this is the OG Derogaz, not one of the new ones. Uh, one of the original, if you will, Elder Dragons that build up the Elder Dragon Highlander back from the Invasion block, I think it was. This probably would have been a Mythic rare, but it's just printed at rare in this. Derogaz the, the Igniter is three colorless and Jun. so I'm already on board with this. Already, already great color pairing, so it's only going to go up from here. That is black, uh, red, and green, and it's a 6-6 flyer with the normal Elder Dragon ability of something along these lines. When Oz deals combat damage to a player, you may pay two colorless and a red if you do choose a color. That player gonna reveals... It's going to be important. Remember that. The, it's a four it's a five-letter word, but in this deck, it might as well be a four-letter one. That player reveals his or her hand, and Oz deals X damage to him or her, where X is the number of cards revealed of that color. Now, LZ, or uh, Lima Z, if you will, did send over... <laughs> Uh, a little bit of a primer for this, which really helped when we were looking at the deck. So uh, Mark and Ross, take
1: it away from there. Absolutely. So LZ says, I started playing Magic back in high school and played from around 6th edition to Apocalypse. During this time, Invasion was by far my favorite set, and Dare Gods, along with the other three-colored dragons, were the faces of the set. Having been back to Magic for a few near- years now, I still love Invasion, but struggle to figure out how to represent it in my Commander decks. Until I was inspired by another choice brew commander C- cmd tower did a few months which, ago
0: which is mine
1: <laughs> yes choice of control over there uh Dargaz choose control there's that important word again yes was born and like many of my decks is a pile full of flavorful jank that struggles to operate the only stipulations <laughs> to the deck are that all non-land cards must have the word choose in them which turned it into sort of a de facto control style deck control is not usually my style Uh, And the deck struggles to really affect the board and pull off wins, but not quite sure how to help it out. Signed to Dergaz, the igniter.
0: Yes, a close friend of the podcast, great friend of the show. So, um, you know, I I think that. What did you think looking at this first? So I I, I looked I had some chance to read through this earlier, so I kind of have my own thoughts on it. But I know you were pretty much fresh new to this, I would say, less than 12 hours ago, correct?
1: Yep, it's a it's a fresh look for me. I yeah. did see it come through in Discord uh and mm. took a took a brief look over it there. I I mean, it's a heck of a challenge that LZ put on themselves to yeah. uh make every card read choose in some way or another. So, first of all, props to that. Um yeah. second of all, I mean, it's it looks like a fun deck just looking at its surface level. Um I could I could see how it would struggle to uh, you know, pull off a win or or close things out just yeah. based on the list here, but uh, hopefully we'll get into that a little bit.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, I mean, to me, it's a Jund deck that has pretty much all the Jund, the varietals of effects that I like in it. So I'm on board with that. Some of the great cards that we like in here. Um, So I, again, I feel like with this heavy of a restriction, you're kind of limited into your straight path to win cons. I think it does help that your commander is a 6'6", just out the gates with flying. And honestly, I think that might be the best path to winning. It's just slamming into someone over and over and over again with this original Elder Highlander. Um, so I, I, I like it. Uh, and if we look into a few things that are interesting on Moxfield as well, the budget $155. So right down the, right down the straight line. One thing I do want to point out when we get into that. Is that there's a card in the mana section, which we won't be talking about called Meteor Crater, which is a land from Plane Shift that is tap, choose a color of a permanent, choose a color of a permanent you control, add a mana of that color to your mana pool. It's five dollars. And I swear to God, Ross, when I first started <laughs> playing Commander, however many years ago, five, six years ago, Scooty Shuffles brought this up to me and it's like this card's a slam dunk. And in the times that I was playing, it was it was it only did nothing but pain. At the time it was like maybe 50 cents. So I just want to point that out there. Maybe this card's good. I don't know. Uh, But that's, so that's where we're kind of landing there. If we're looking at the mana production, it's actually shockingly pretty close, except for uh, the red 38% to 37 black, 38% to 37 green and 51% to 37 red. Uh, I think that there's, he went, he went the, or uh, they went the traditional version of uh, 10, 10, 10 with the basic land. So, Maybe a little bit of shuffling around there, you might get a little bit closer to, to the run there. Um, and then we have zero planeswalkers uh, because I think there's probably not that many. Although each, I guess when you activate a loyalty, don't you choose the loyalty if it's like the old school bordered? So
1: I yeah, sp- I guess it depends on the planeswalker. But yeah, that maybe probably in fringe case of maybe, usefulness.
0: Maybe but. something to look at there. We have 17 creatures, 18 sorceries, 22 instants, seven artifacts, ten enchantments, and then our 38 lands. Um, and I think that's about all that Moxfield gives us that we need to worry about unless I'm missing something.
1: Um, I will just add that the, uh, what is it? The CMC curve Oh, yes. is where are we? We're in Moxfield. So it's all, all right. 2.26 with lands because Mr. Combo loves that and 3.46 <laughs> without. So, so that's, that's pretty good based on what we're working with here. Actually.
0: <coughs> Definitely in the battle cruisery range. And with our cuts at the end, swapping some mana value some mana values, who knows what that could end up with. But before we get into talking about these various CMCs, of which there is zero to eight, so plenty of juicy options for some of them. I believe we have our first plug, which is
1: Oh, am I doing this one? No, we talked about this ahead of time.
0: Am I doing I'll I'll take the plug? So the first one is Patreon, patreon patreon.com/slash cmd tower. Uh, as you all know, we have multiple tiers for any sort of, uh, financial, uh, financial contribution you want to make into it. And each value comes with its own thing, getting merch, getting on stream, getting on, uh, free, uh, the discord and getting shout out of there of which marketing Ross is a moderator. So again, we, we love to have people on there. We really try to make it special for everyone. And that also includes first crack at our merchandise as that comes through. So again, that is patreon.com slash CMD tower. Uh, so I say, let's just get into this. And, uh, unfortunately for the first one, uh, at zero, I'm got, I already got the rattler.
1: All right. Ready? Three, two, one. Astrocornucopia.
0: Astrocornucopia is a triple X for an artifact. That's a rare from journey to next. That's $2 and 79 cents. Boom.
1: You made it. All right. Uh, it costs XXX. Astral Cornucopia enters the battlefield with X charge counters on it. Tap, choose a color, add one mana of that color to your mana pool for each charge counter on Astral Cornucopia. So in your in your early turns, it's probably a three-drop mana rock that taps for a little bit, but you know, it's not a dead card late game because you could pump a bunch into it if you got nothing better to do.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's uh I I I think again, if you're just held to this thing, this is probably the best mana rock in the entire deck uh perhaps maybe the only mana rock in the entire deck if we're actually looking if i'm looking through the list come to think of it oh they have they have a couple they have a couple different ones but uh still it, it, i like this how it can be early game late game i don't know if there's a lot to do with the charges here so again you with this deck you kind of got to dance with the one that brung you right like you, we have a handful of uh we have a handful of cards that's going to ramp you out this is one that really could really could make the game for you if you're trying to get some if you're trying to get a rock that's gonna gonna be able to recast your commander and that sort of thing, but you run you run this in some decks, so do you not?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, you know, in, in decks that can produce a lot of mana, um, it's a good mana sink, and then decks where you can increase the number of charge counters on that thing, it can get kind of out of hand as well. So, um, I think it's a bit of a sleeper sometimes. I didn't sure. realize this was a two dollar and seventy five cent card, but um, I think people, you know, opt to go for the standard soul ring and arcane signet most of the time.
0: But more importantly, you want to know what else uses charge counters. Magistrate Scepter, where you can take a gazillion <laughs> extra turns. So for those for those playing that sort of game out there, can't go wrong here. So, uh, so that's our zeros. Now we're moving on to our ones, where we have four different values. Um, so there's a chance that we couldn't. There's a chance here that we won't match up. A chance. Uh, and why don't you? Why don't you go first? What do you? What, what's the card that? Uh, you slash Mr. Combo uh, I decided to go with.
1: Alright, so just to clue you in to see if we're on the same page, uh, I went with an instant that is black.
0: Oh. Uh... Uh,
1: you might say that a, a, a stern teacher might reprimand you. <laughs> no. Take it away! Alright, we got Professor's Warning. It costs a single Boom. black. Uh, and it reads, choose one. Put a 1-1 counter on target creature or target creature gains indestructible until end of turn. I got, This is a slam dunk in this deck, because yeah. the, the thing you opened up with talking about closing out the game with the commander damage, putting a plus one, plus one counter on that only speeds that up. And if you have an important creature, which I feel like some of these would be pretty important to keep out, you just keep it around with the indestructible factor.
0: Exactly. I kind of like, uh, again, Derek, I completely agree, right? Derek gas is going to be important. And I love this card because the choose doesn't really either one you choose is going to help you right you can either give the counter deer gas make him now effectively a three turn clock to somebody or if someone's trying to blast them or is trying to board wipe you can keep them around for the next turn really really valuable card here i never i have you ever seen this played before
1: uh i actually play it in my grismold deck oh of course Um. you would
0: of course (laughs) you would the plus one plus one counter damn Well,
1: I mean that's th- both both choices here run directly in line with that strategy. Either right, make right, him right. bigger or make him stick around. So I think it it's slam dunk.
0: God, that card's so good. Uh, that one is that one is really solid. Um, there's uh, so I you had me two for three on mine, right? Uh, I, the black and instant. So I for a second there I was like sweating a little bit, but mine is one of the X modal cards that I think he runs almost all of them in here with Erebosa's intervention. So this is one from the new block of Theros, X and Black for an instant. 50 cents, it's a rare. Choose one. Target creature gets minus X, minus X till end of turn. You gain X life. And then the second one is exile up to twice X cards from graveyards. And for me, I think if you're limiting yourself to this sort of this sort of game that that uh, LZ is doing, then this is also a slam dunk, right? If you're if you're just mana flooded, you have your astral cornucopia swinging out for three, perhaps at the late game. You gain you can gain a bunch of life off of this, right? Because it doesn't say the creature has to have that much life, so you can always kind of pull yourself back from that at instant speed. And then we all know, as Mark Dean Ross is well aware of, there's oh, there's usually a card at the table that cares about the graveyard, right? In some form, absolutely. Or, and being able to choose twice of X target cards from graveyards across the board seems very strong, right? Someone's getting ready to reanimate their shoulder in, or God help you, their one of their mojins of X, Y, and Z. Just, no, for, for one mana, you can get that and another problematic creature, or two mana rather, for one mana investment into the X. So, um, I think this card's pretty good. I run it in my Xeraxa deck because it's an X spell. Do you think this say do you think this would see a lot of play outside of these decks that are this narrow in focus?
1: Uh I would say probably not. Mm-hmm. Um I think I think most of the time there's probably a similar mana efficiency option to just sure. straight up destroy or exile something. But um I mean I do like the graveyard side of this. Do you think you would cast this more for the removal or more for the graveyard? <sighs> I
0: would think I, I, I think mine's a graveyard, right?
1: That that's where my head is, yeah. Yeah, because
0: the yeah, removal is fine. It's just in, I, would, I feel like it's very inefficient, right?
1: Yeah, I would be curious on uh, if LZ has used this often and in what way. Um, yeah, I think I would probably lean towards the the graveyard just because when you're in a Jund aggro deck, you don't really care about gaining life. Right. And right, then the, right. the minus minus side of that by the time you get want to use it, there may be something that's like a 13-13 out there or something. Yeah,
0: exactly. So. And like even even your indestructible, even if you're trying to bounce around someone's indestructible, you don't even come close to the mana that you need to get there. So um, yeah, I, I agree with that. Well, that's so, uh, again, ha- not a whole ton of choices here, but moving on to number two, mana value two. I think you went first on this one, right? So I'll go on this one. All right. So this is, this is an old school one. Um, I'll, I'll spoil this away with, they didn't have the spare. Oh, geez. Uh $45 to turn this into the original copy of this. But this is also a big top speckle. One of my favorite one of my favorite cards to run um in these sort of decks, and that card is Reverberate straight straight down the line i love this card double red for an instant copy target instant or sorcery spell it may choose new targets for the copy for me this is about as good as it gets in in red if you're or in red and or jun excuse me if you're trying to play some sort of control game like we're supposed to here in uh in uh this control quote unquote build so I, I love this card. Like I run it in all my mono red decks. I run a lot of my dual color decks. To me, this is just blue. This is just red counter spell, right? Yeah. Hold up your mana. Yeah I, think,
1: yeah. I think a lot of people look at this and they forget uh, I can target other spells with this, not just mine. So, <laughs> exactly. so yeah, like you said, it's a counter spell. It's a, it's a redirect. It's, it's a beautiful card.
0: It's so good. Now the question is now, I, again, we don't want, we're not getting into budget here, but well, we, I guess it's kind of the same question. So, this card, $3.45, right? Fork, yep. $48. Effectively, it does the same thing, just turns the other thing into a red spell. To me, not not worth it, right? No. But I... for $40 more, you do get Deflecting Swat. <laughs> now, I know I know that's, that's almost a quarter of the budget's deck. <laughs> but do you think that's worth it in this sort of choose-your-own-adventure build?
1: So if you already had one, oh, 100% sure. because, because you get that, the upside of uh, cast for free if you sure. have your commander. So, so absolutely. But um, if you don't have any of these laying around, I'm going to go reverberate all day.
0: Yeah, abs- absolutely. And it's a little early, but if you do own one, I know a place where you can get another copy for a pittance of $3, which we'll get to uh, in three different cards. So that was my number two. There's still a lot of options here. Rocketing Moss, what are we doing for number two? All
1: right, so for two green mana, we have a sorcery, Road of Return. It says, choose one, return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand, or put your commander into your hand from the command zone, and it also has Entwine for two to choose both. This With with one of the OG dragons that already costs six to come out, by the time he gets removed a couple times, you're going to love to have this card in your hand.
0: I think this card's incredible. Uh, I don't. Me- I think I, we might have talked about this three years ago when we when we went through the previous session for this. I I think this card should be, see way more play, right? Especially in things that have permanence. I was looking through here. This does feel like a little bit more of an instant sort of deck. So you'll probably have one or two targets that are going to be really strong for here. But just for cards that have your high cost commanders, for cards that are running tons of permanence. I mean, so. This is a in the right deck would you agree this is a better like regrowth fridal, right?
1: I yeah, I I would say so. Um because you I mean you have the regrowth stapled to it if you right. want for another 2 mana. So it's essentially casting both. I would I would look at this as always doing the commander from the command zone to your hand. That's a um, that's a primary then, one, right? Yeah. And then do I want to pay another 2 for a, you know, a regrowth effect?
0: Right, right, right. And especially in decks where like this, where the where the it's top down and the top the top end of it is so strong, right? Definitely yep. well worth it. There, uh, Commander Beacon is what fifteen dollars, and people run that if they can. So for fifty cents in these colors, I think you're getting a lot of value out. of Hundred percent. Okay, the, uh, let's move on to our number threes. And before but we before get there, before we though, do
1: that, <laughs>
0: do, you, do you? Before go, we you do, do, that. do that, who took now the picture? Hit it. It was the pictures, huh? right? Uh, you take this yeah. one away.
1: All right. Well, it wasn't me. It was my. Uh, it was Matt, uh, yes. friend of the show. Um, took some some actual photos, some product photos of the 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 stuff that we're selling out there. We have the beautiful play mats, the reminder tokens, the Jun sweater. Go buy the Jun sweater. Um, but it's fall. All that it's can sweater be-
0: season, right? People <laughs> right. like. I see people wear that stupid Freddy sweater, like the the from the Nightmare on Elm Street that they buy at Target. Why not get this? Right. It looks even cooler.
1: Exactly. And you can find all this by just going to Etsy and typing in CMD tower.
0: Yes. And if you're too lazy for that and you want, or I'm sorry, if that's too, if that's too lazy for you, you can always go to Etsy.com slash shop slash CMD tower and find it there as well. So moving on. I think I just
1: clued, I think I just clued people into how lazy I am that I said, just go and search you just go
0: to it there, you just search for it. You're good. No big deal there. It's right there uh okay let's move on to number three and now we have 16 targets here 16 choices so um what did you wait yes you what did you decide to go with
1: all right so the card that i picked uh would be if you were going to grab the limelight from someone you would be paying two and a red for a sorcery called seize the spotlight
0: oh nice yes
1: all right, so this uh, was recently printed in the new card. Oh my god, five dollars! Yeah, already five fifty. Uh, and it says each opponent chooses fame or fortune. For each player who chose fame, gain control of a creature that player controls until end of turn. Oof. Untap those creatures, and they gain haste. For each player who chose fortune, you draw a card and oh create a treasure token. What a banger!
0: Wow, this is really good, right? <laughs>
1: this is like this is like a mini expropriate in red. It's it's pretty wild.
0: I never I never heard of this card before. So okay, so worst, so bottom floor. Bottom floor of this is you get three creatures, draw a card, and create a treasure, right?
1: Uh so it's only the opponents choosing in this one. So it bottom oh, each floor opponent. could be oh, okay. you end up with three mana dorks. But still, if you have some sack outlets or anything else, there's some value. Wow. This is really good.
0: <laughs> this is really good. What deck Okay, what so if we're talking so I, I feel with these sort of cards that are this sort of modal, r- this, this card I feel loses its value when we get to three colors, right? Cause then you're, you're kind of stretching sure. yourself too thin. If you have white, you get the land tax varietals. If you have black, you get the draws, the, the pay life and that sort of thing. But mono red, I think this is a slam dunk, right? Oh yeah. Good there. Yeah. I was,
1: I was just trying to think through like, what would I run this in? Um, I think I would run it in my, my Rakdos build. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even think of his name, the The Slaughter God. Um,
0: uh, Mogus.
1: Mogus, yeah. yeah so, because oh I don't, run, God, that
0: deck is brutal. Because
1: I don't run a lot of creatures in there anyway. Right. So let me borrow yours, or I get to make treasures and put something else gross on the battlefield.
0: Right, and that's great. Like I think if it was... Do you think if this was just draw card? Or do you think if there's like, okay, this is how this deck... This is how this card gets bad, Right. There's three choices. The choices is fame, fortune, or finality, or something like that, right? One of them is a creature. One of them is a a treasure. One of them is a card, right?
1: Okay. Yep.
0: That that card is not good. I think no. But the but the fact that you either get you you get to choose the creature, um, or oh, this also is cute. Gain control of a creature which gets around hexproof and Trown. target.
1: Yep. So mm-hmm.
0: that's solid, and then you also get to you get to draw and create another mana rock. What a blowout! Um,
1: it's never it's solid.
0: It's really good. It's way better. It's way better than my choice, I think. Uh, but this that one's really solid. But I had to go with this one because I like how complex this card is unnecessarily, and also I don't have four hundred dollars. So that's why we go with, of course, Wheel of Misfortune, two colors in red and a sorcery. Uh, pre-cast, I was like, this is, I'm going to be able to do this off my glasses. I'm not even going to have to go put them on. I'm going to wear my glasses all day. Incorrect, because here's why. Flavor te- the, te- the text on the card reads this. Each player secretly chooses a number zero or greater. Then all players reveal those numbers simultaneously and determine the highest and lowest numbers revealed this way. Wheel of Misfortune deals damage equal to the highest number to each player who didn't choose that number. Each player who didn't choose the lowest number discards their hand, then draws seven cards. So I believe the way the gimmick on this is if I want to wheel my hand, if I just, if I'm like, I'm ready to go, I don't care. I'm going to choose zero because it doesn't matter because somebody is going to want to keep their hand and they're going to have to spend mana to do so. Or they're going to have to spend life to do so. Correct. Wait, no, it's No, I'm sorry. It's the other way around. Other way. Yep. Damn it. So some okay. yeah. So if, if you See, pick exactly, zero, you get okay. Even I forgot this how this works.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you you want to go kind of mid rangey here yeah, because you five, are gonna, you're you're going to get hit, but you don't want to be the lowest guy that just dumps your hand for no reason, right?
0: Right, right. It's like it's like goblin game, but th- actually something comes out of it. Uh, so yeah, this is like something you want to choose five, six, and that sort of thing. Um, I think I've missed. I I think almost every time I play this card, I have misplayed it. Uh, by the by the way, I bet, but. Overall for me, I and I don't know about you, but in red, the like red is starting to catch up with their draw spells, a lot of their uh, impulse effects that go to the next turn, but I still think yeah. that this is like borderline mono red standard. If you're playing a deck that cares about drawing cards, I still think this slots it in. Do you have this in any decks that you can think of?
1: I don't think I run it currently, but um, yeah. I, I will admit it is it is definitely more fun than a lot of the just strictly impulse or draw cards sure. in red.
0: Yeah, might as well might as well take a spin on the wheel. Um, right, and I think there's oh uh, the no there was there was a Magnus of the Wheel misprint or promo that said it was by uh who was it um the the quote was I'll take an A E like either. By Jaya Ballard, solid, solid nice. on this one.
1: Well done, well yeah. done.
0: Uh, yeah, whoever whoever did that at Wizards should probably get a raise. So,
1: what's uh, what's and- that that old card? That's uh, it's it's like a a, a torture torture device, and on the te- flavor text, it says, "I'd like to buy a bowel."
0: Oh, uh, hold on, it's uh, it's the black it's it's black vice, but it does it for everybody. Ah. Uh... Damn it. Well, you, hold on. Well, I'm I'll looking, look into it. You, well, I'm yeah, looking I'll, that up. What are we doing next?
1: For our fourth slot. All right. I went with a uh, a red creature from the new Dungeons and, well, the AFR Dungeons and Dragons set. So I'm going to guess it. you didn't go with this. So I'm just uh, going to go ahead and go into it. Uh, wheel of Torture. Ah, that's it.
0: Okay. Yes. Uh, no, I did not. I don't think I chose. What did I choose for this one? Hold on real quick. I did choose a creature, but it's not red. So take it away. Okay.
1: So we have uh, Delina, the Wild Mage. She oh. costs three, three colorless and a red. It says, uh, whenever she attacks, choose target creature you control, then roll a d20. If your result is one through 14, create a tapped and attacking token that's a copy of that creature, except it's not legendary, and it has exile this oh. creature at the end of combat. And then if you hit 15 through 20, create one of those tokens. Roll again. Roll it, baby. Just keep Just, rolling it. Keep Just rolling it. keep rolling it. I mean, this thing, if in its own in its own right, if you have any of the double rollers out there, like uh, will or um, what's the barbarian class or anything like that, this is going to be a beating. But even by itself, it creates a lot of its own value. Um, I mean, creating creating a second Daragaz or creating a second one of these other creatures that we have. Any of it is just this this value that's going to add up over time.
0: Yeah, I love it. it. And again, I think there's. They're Oh, I'm sorry. I always confuse this one with Riona fire dancer as to which one's like the super competitive one. Uh It's the other one, but I do love it. Right. Like worst case scenario, you're going to get something else. Right. And, and he does, or sorry, they have some pretty heavy, uh they have some pretty heavy swingers at the top of the curve. Uh So I think that there's probably going to be targets here. We even have some really, we have some really, value creatures even in the in the three slot like making another copy of Azure maker or maybe that's a bad example.
1: Um well and and aside from the the attack we have some pretty solid ETBs too.
0: Right. Right. Right.
1: There's some of these that if I can get another one of these ETBs, heck yeah. Let's let's go.
0: Yeah. Uh great great inclusion, fun inclusion. See this is what I'm talking about. Like this is why this deck to me is like if you want to win, I wouldn't play this, right? But if you're just like trying to have fun and like play a deck that's interactive and like it's going to mm-hmm. be doing a lot of different things, I think this is a solid one to choose for like that middle end of the night where you're just trying to like have some fun interactions, make some memories, have some things to talk about in the hashtag Forty Life and the Daft channel on our Discord, which you can get when you get handed there. It is oh, handed. I'm back next Monday. The hands are coming out. I got Dave the yes. Noob. It's going to be great. Let's do it. Okay, so my my one is one that in this deck, I'm guessing you're probably going to get only one out of. uh. But I think that's fine. And the reason why I like this card is because I think that the it's, it's like the name explains the card very well. And that card is Vindictive Lich. So there's going to be, if you're still playing with four players, there's going to be so- someone who's going to be suffering for every one of these, right? So Vindictive yep. Lich is a three colorless wow. and a black. That's a four one zombie uh wizard redacted oh uh wizard harry <laughs> because there's a combo isn't here to roll his eyes uh so it states and it's five dollars when it states when when Victor lich dies choose one or more each mode must target a different player and that's what i'm getting at right so the three modes here are target opponent sacrifices a creature target opponent discards two cards and target opponent loses five life and I think the flavor text really really does a good example of explaining how this card is gonna work for your opponents. Heart, mind, soul, hyphen, weapons all, right? There's gonna be someone who only has two or three cards in their hand. There's gonna be someone who has one creature out. There's gonna be someone who is at ten life and taking five is gonna hurt them big time, right? And I think this is a card that's that's political enough where when you play it and you and if it if it makes a round, if it dies, who cares, right? But if it makes a round out and you start attacking, people are really going to start thinking if they want to block it, right? Because right. they might have their two hands, they might be down to two cards. I can't get rid of either of these. So I'm just going to let it through. They may have only their commander out. They're playing like a top-down Voltron sort of build. If they're getting low on life, they may not want to take the five. So for me, this is like a card that is either a great blocker and kind disincentiv- of or, or disincentivizes the blocks. Or it's a great card to start swinging in with because you know someone's going to take the four
1: right no I think it's I think it's sweet um I will point out that the the text says that each mode must target a different, a different player. player correct so you wouldn't be able to hit that last player with all three but even even so if I swing a four one at you and I'm lo- just looking for damage go ahead and block it you're gonna lose five life yeah exactly so, so I yeah I think each mode of that is great and you can swing it at the person who you know is not going to block um and just force your other opponents to suffer from their choices
0: yeah and and then everyone else gotta make them feel bad about it right so Solid solid card up and down. Um, I, I really think it's a fun, I think it's a really fun value here, but that does finish the fours. And now we're going, we're starting to get a little more narrow, right? We're starting to narrow down with each, each individual one. So the chances of us matching get higher and higher. So we're going to go into, we're going to go into number five. We're going to go into the five spot. There's eight, there's eight targets here. And I believe this goes to me, right? Correct. Okay. So. I think I think this is I think this is the pile of cards of which there's the most fun cards but maybe ones that aren't the hottest in the deck but there is one that I think is really strong. Um it's one of the few enchantments in here. Uh it's from okay, so I don't want to go through this whole thing but so I think this card's really interesting. So Glorious Sunrise. Three colors double red or sorry double green for an enchantment. At the beginning of combat on your turn, choose one Creatures you control get plus one, plus one, gain trample to end of turn, key. Target land gains, tap, add three green mana until end of turn, also key. Draw a card if you control a creature with power four or greater, likely. And then, honestly, the worst one, which I think you wouldn't choose outside of limited, honestly, is you gain three life, right?
1: Right. So, yep. this is
0: the way I look at this thing. I like this because I think a lot of people look at this card and immediately think, oh, this is this is an upkeep card because it's an enchantment, Right. I like the fact that it's on combat, right? Mm-hmm. And I think all three, all, the first three at least, all are really solid. So one plus one plus one trample, put it on derogaz. We talked it before. We're gonna be pounding people in the face, activating his abilities, all those sort of things. the The second one, target land, that's like recovery mode, right? Um, that's like gas cost 10. Now it costs seven. Second main phase, we cast them out. They probably don't have any removal at this point because we're that late in the game, or however much it boils down to. Draw card to control a creature with power of three or greater. We've already talked about how on the top end of this, a lot of these creatures are three and plus. We didn't talk about them, but like Orcas, Prince of Undeath, uh, Tectonic Giant, Territorial kite. a lot of these things that are chooses are three and up. So you're going to get be able to get your value out of that. So, I think, that, I think that this card is a little sweaty in most decks that can't abuse the co- beginning of combat on your turn, right? Uh, but in here, again, with the restrictions, I think this card's a real big haymaker and can make a lot of changes for someone playing it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I like the fact, like you said, that it's on combat, so you <laughs> get immediate value out of it if you cast it in your main phase. And then also, I don't know about you, but sometimes there are these turns where you have similarly costed things and you're like, it's a really hard decision on which way I want to go. Right. And right, with right. that second, that second mode here, you can look at this as basically casting this enchantment for two and then using that three green elsewhere on something else. Absolutely. So it, right. It opens up your options a little bit. And I like that a lot.
0: Yeah. And, 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 then, and with the choose again, like like even when we talked about like vindictive lich, um, there's a, the one that you were talking about, uh, where was it? Delinea also just costs three and a green, right? Or sorry, green yep. and a red. So it pays for that, like right out the gates.
1: Right, yeah, I, I like it.
0: Okay, what is right. what is yours?
1: Moving on, uh, we went back into creatures with a mythic from this. Is a the, it's, this, this is a banger.
0: It's expensive, man, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, for 6 dollars and fifty cents, <laughs> uh, we have Baylor, which is uh three colorless and two red, for a flying five five. When Baylor attacks or dies, choose one of one or more one or more each mode must target a different player target opponent draws three cards and then discards three at random great yeah. target opponent sacrifices a non-token artifact could be key baylor deals damage to target opponent equal to the number of cards in their hand we've played against those uh Pier and toothy decks where that's oh, gonna sure. a- absolutely wreck somebody
0: yeah that's gonna hurt uh and it's a five five flyer with flying on top of that too now here's what i i think this card's cool uh i do you think this card is worth seven dollars though
1: i don't know that i would pay seven dollars for it if i open one i'd be happy to run it but yeah i don't know i think i'd have to have a pretty pretty uh dedicated theme or other reason yeah. to buy it for seven
0: i think actually this would work in my new uh that Raphael. that's like t- typhlings devils and demons deck i think it's pretty did solid you build in there. that i did i did well by the way by built, you mean the way I build decks now, which is I just go through my collection and slap together a hundred cards. Yes. Then in, in that case, I, and then add the cards I want to a TCG order. I'm never going to order. Yeah. Then and if that's the case, I built it. Uh, so here's, I, I think it's cool, right? Like again, so people are going to suffer from this, right? I think they're not going to suffer near as much from the Vindictive Lich, but there's going to be people who have just tutored and they have three cards or less in their hand. And you're like, all right, well figure that out uh the sacrifice I love, I
1: love that it's random too
0: yes right uh and i think the non-token artifact is critical if it just said token artifact i'd be less hot on mm, it that's because like clue treasure food th- thopter mirror so i think that's clutch um and then like you said ja- jamming someone with the end so let me ask you this though we know that there's this is this is where wizards is starting to get greedy right i think because uh, the Balor started in the Lord of the Rings as a Balrog, right? Okay, it's effectively the same thing. Look at it; it's got the whip and the sword. It's what Gandalf fights in the mines, but, right?
1: But it has wings. But Balrogs don't have wings.
0: Oh, interesting. So what? It, so they're so now when they do the Wizards United or uh, Infinity or whatever it is, they're gonna have Balrog, which is just gonna be this but two colors. Probably it's get it's they're getting Wizards is playing way too fast and loose with their D and D I get the D and D cut over, but we already know that, that Lord of the Rings came out. Lord of the Rings came out first. I don't know. I, that's all. That's, that's my only worry or it's a stupid is, worry. Is
1: Baylor a character that you have uh, encountered in your D and D adventures?
0: Have I encountered a Baylor? I don't think so. Cause I don't think we ever got high enough. I think they're like challenge rating 18 or 20. It's like, so, Oh, let, Okay. <laughs> Let's do this. Let me ask you this, okay? So it's it's like a huge huge like just going to bone you to the face, right? Um he looks like it. Yes. And and he's he's not he's not going to be scared about it. But let me ask you this. Uh, okay, hold on. I, do you wait, you don't play D&D, right?
1: I haven't in so long.
0: Okay, never mind. Let's just move on. I'll, the, All right, point let's I was keep gonna, going. All right. the, the point I was going to ask was like, is this or Tarask the worst, the scarier magic card? And because they're supposed to be supposed, to be supposed to, like unbeatable. So that doesn't matter. You, people in the comments figure it out. But before we go on into our number six picks, we do have another great plug, which we, which we hinted at earlier. And that is through abyssproxyshop.com. One of our great, one of the best partners and sponsors we've had out there. They make the highest quality um, uh, proxy or playtest cards, as we call them over here. And if you do a custom order like Mr. Combo did, they can get it with the normal magic backs. They're really solid. And they always have things where if you spend $30, you get $10 off or percentages and that sort of thing. But if you use the code CMD Tower on there, you get an even bigger discount. I'm not sure if they're still doing the buy $100 or more. Uh, And you get a free set of Aberduels or anything like those lines. But they're really helpful. If you have cards you want proxied, you can reach out to them. Um, If you want to buy Mr. Combo's uh, Warriors or Game of Thrones deck, you can search those and get those for you. So, again, can't say enough good things about abyssproxyshop.com. So, we got three more sort of options. um, (laughs) Two, really. So, let's let's go into the six. So, I believe this is me, right? And I think this is probably the best removal spell in the deck. Uh, okay. it, it's budget, it's gruel or sorry, Golgari. a lot of modes here, which we love. So, Casualties of War, two colorless, two black, two green. For a sorcery, choose one or more. Destroy target artifact, destroy target creature, destroy target enchantment, destroy target land, and target Planeswalker. For me, card's great, right? And the reason why is this. Some people would say, well, you're playing Jund, just play Decimate, Right. Fair enough, right? But there are times in Decimate where you don't have an enchantment, so you can't t- cast it, right? Or it fizzles or whatever. The, the thing, the thing here that really separates this one from the pack for me is the last two lands and Planeswalkers. I don't, I don't love slotting in removal that is Planeswalker specific because I play a lot of creature decks, and that's my Planeswalker removal. But sometimes there's a board wipe, or you're playing someone who's playing medium or super friends. Palace options there. There's also times you're playing against someone. Sky's Cradle, Glacial Chasms, uh, the rest of these nightmare cards that are out there, Sarah Sanctum, and just being able to have that modal on there to me makes this really turn it into like at least a three. Most times when you want to cast this, it's going to be a five for one, and f- and for me for the mana cost, I think that's super valuable at the six drop. What do you, what do you think about casualties of war? I
1: I mean I love the flexibility of it. How many targets yeah. that you can hit with it? Um, I I've been dumb enough to pull this out of a few decks and then really wish I had it later. And, and so, then you, and then you get and, screwed.
0: Then you get screwed off of it. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. It's so hard. yeah, it's a solid inclusion.
0: It's hard. It's hard. I think it's like, I think in a deck like this, this is this still holds its weight. I think when you start venturing into white with their board wipes, that's where for me it's really hard. Where it's like, is this really better than Cleansing Nova that costs two less or one less rather? I I don't know, mm-hmm. but. Overall, I, I really think this. I really think this is like a great choose your card, a really great modal card, all that other stuff there. So that was for me. You obviously didn't choose this one. Which one did you go with of the other six options that we have?
1: So uh, six for six. We can just move straight down the uh, the alphabetical <laughs> order of sorceries, and we went with Command the Dread Horde for oh, four so colorless good. black black. Uh, it's a sorcery from War of the Spark, and it's ninety nine cents. Choose any number of target creatures and or planeswalker cards in graveyards, not just yours. Command the Dreadhorde deals damage to you equal to the total converted mana cost of those cards. Put them onto the battlefield under your control. So I feel like this is one of those ones where you would ask a guest, has this ever bitten you in the ass? Yes,
0: correct. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because it- if you get too greedy on this, it's going to hurt.
0: I, what do what you, okay, do you run this at all? Cause I do.
1: Uh, I had it in a deck and I never saw it. So I ended I up cutting it okay. for something else. Yeah.
0: I think the best comparison I can have for this one personally is com- compare this to living end, right? Which I think is like the best comparison of it, right? Three colorless, double black, everyone sacks their creatures and brings stuff back from the yard. I think if you're playing a dedicated, if you're playing big creatures or if you're playing a dedicated graveyard deck, Living to end is better than this almost every time, right? But I think there's a I think there's these fringe decks where you're playing heavy commander or you're playing uh Golgari that's heavy on mana ramp, these sort of things where you know that mm-hmm. the creatures in your graveyard don't really matter, right? And I think that's why this card still is very interesting to me. Uh, I spec bought this. I think I bought like five or six, expecting them to go up in price. Obviously, uh, I was a fool there. But I I also I'm trying to remember you. I play kind of a kamikaze style right where I'm just getting in the red zone I'm just attacking I don't really care about my life total and if I remember correctly I think you're much more conservative in that regard right where you, you uh, don't you don't you don't quite go as hard into the paint with your own life as a resource as I do right
1: so it depends on the deck but yeah most of the time um unless it's a deck that is actually using life as a resource yeah I, I get flexible on it so one of the member of the play group here and good friend of yours, Duff. Um, oh, of course. W- one of the things he said to me one time, and I have used this over and over in talking to new players now, is he said, I don't worry about my life total until it's below 20. <laughs> yeah. And so keeping that in mind, and that's that's typical Duff, right? But I mean, <laughs> yeah. keep, keeping that in mind, like that's a good litmus test for, should I be concerned about taking that four damage? Should I like yeah. worry about commanding the dread horde on this boss creature on this nine
0: drop or whatever yeah i think i don't know i'm (laughs) i'm I'm, the decks i the decks i played more often and this was the case in the bachelor party are just so aggressive and like i just get attacked so for me it's like life total doesn't really matter so if i can i think okay let me let me phrase it to you like this because we're we're getting close to running out of big talk stuff (laughs) soon so what is how would you feel about paying twenty into this card if you
1: could? Twenty life. Twenty life. Yeah. Well, oof. if you
0: if you if, had it, if
1: I'm if I had it, I'm fine with it. So if if we think about like a like a Orzov deck that's gaining life oh, sure. incrementally over time, hell yeah, I'll do it. Um, if we're talking about like, I I I'm just still sitting at forty. I think it would it would be board state dependent for me.
0: See for me, it's like if I could if I could play this card and pull it back and still have five life left over, I'm I'm done. Like there's no further questions, <laughs> right? I don't care. Like I got all the best creatures in the game post board wipe, whatever. But again, that's why I also didn't win a single game over the bachelor party weekend. So you know, you maybe gotta, you got to live that jund lifestyle. I dude, it's so good. My new my new jund haystack is like uh, not to get. We'll probably talk about it soon, but it's like me. It's literally just everything attacks all the time. I don't even care if it's uh, if it's unprofitable. So, uh, I do like me some jund. But let's move into we got we got two sections left. The last one is a joint one. Spoiler war, uh, spoiler war. There you go. We're, spoiler war. This is now a Game <laughs> of Thrones podcast. Uh, let's get into the seven drops. There's two options. I did not choose the enchantment.
1: I did. So oh, good.
0: nice! Nailed it. Take it away. So
1: I- I'm a huge fan of this one. Um yeah. and it's it just encapsulates the the Rakdos spirit. So this it's so is good. Captive Audience, five colorless Rakdos, black and red, and it's an enchantment, and it states Captive Audience uh enters the battlefield under the control of an opponent of your choice. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose one that has not been chosen. Your life total becomes four. Great. Discard your hand. <laughs> yeah, great. Discard your hand. Also, also good. sucks uh each opponent creates five two two black zombie creature tokens so i know that you run this in a deck in your experience do people typically choose the zombies first
0: okay so this is this is the best part of this i have gotten bit in the ass by this card <laughs> i have because uh i ran i don't know what deck it's in i know it's in one of them um but Someone, the per, it wasn't because it wasn't because the person chose the wrong thing. The person I played this on was screwed, right? The problem was, was the each opponent creates five black zombie creature tokens. That was what bit me in, right in the ass because even the five I had wasn't enough to stop someone else with their five and the rest of their army. So, I think in that, it, you're in, you're correct. That's usually the first one they go with, right? Because they're like, I'm not discarding my hand. I'm not going to four. So um, I, I that's where I I actually have gotten bit by this one. But again, it's way too fun not to run, right? Like I think in your Rakdos decks where people's life totals are running low, where you already have your creature run. I'm surprised you don't have this in your Mogus deck to be honest with you. I, I do. Wait, it is? Oh,
1: yeah. yeah you got to there. play it or no? yeah it's been a slam dunk in there okay before. what
0: which okay so what hap, what's your experience with it did you lose to it or no
1: no uh i i made someone else lose very quickly to it so <laughs> they they chose the five zombies because i if i remember right they were at they were already at low health right they were okay 10. so yeah so the funny thing was this they ended up getting slapped right after that turn um for for an amount that put them below four Oh, and so the next turn they chose, they to, chose to, to make, make their life total out. four, <laughs> but then, but then the group slug got him anyway.
0: Yeah. But, it's tough. No, I think, I think it's great. Um, I'm, I, here's the thing though. Would I don't remember this being $5 until we just looked at it. Right. That seems an yeah. awful lot for this sort of, for this sort of shenanigans, but
1: right. Like for, for it to target one person and cost yes. seven mana. That's, that well, seems steep.
0: The other thing the other thing too that I'm shocked of is the, is the second one because I have a copy and I've opened it before and that one is Titan of Industry. So four colorless, three green for a 7-7 seven, seven creature elemental. I think we literally just talked about this two weeks ago on my Raggedagged deck. Reach trample when it the battlefield, choose two, destroy target artifact or enchantment, target player gains five life, create a 4-4 four, four green rhino warrior creature token and then put a shield counter. Yeah, there you go.
1: Make slam, those slam
0: dunk in your rhino deck and put a shield counter on a creature you control. Generally, I think when you play this, it's the last two in this deck. I would wager to guess it's also the last two. You get a blocker and also you get uh, Daragaz ignited. I, I w- I've i gone back and forth on this card a lot. Do
1: you think this card is good? Um, Is it is it like $7 good? I don't know. Um, is it mythic? Is, is it, it
0: like mythic rare? I mean, this—if you play this in limited, which is the format I think it's really printed for—it's—it's yeah. it's, you can't beat this card, right? A seven-seven, right. seven, a seven-seven with reach, reach and trample. And trample. Like yeah. it, it's over, right?
1: If if they had uh, Elder Gargadoned this and put vigilance on it too, that Oof. would have been end of story. But uh, no, so this is actually one of the ones I was looking at earlier when we were talking about Delina. Just imagine making copies oh, of this. oh
0: God, yeah. Yeah, even one copy is so it's so busted. Like just you fill up your board. I and again, I if this was a normal Jun deck, I'm not so hot on this card, but with this one with the stipulations that you have into it, I mean, it's probably one of the stronger top end cards of the deck, right?
1: Yeah, and I, I think this is good also for if you're running uh, green plus color of some sort of like aristocrats or oh. uh, populate type deck because oh, you're, sure, you're making sure, tokens sure. to to make extras or you can sack those rhinos for other value. So is
0: this good? Is this card good in um, the geared decks?
1: Uh, if your initial rhino gets killed, but you still have geared out there, yeah, because he can populate any creature token. Right.
0: Yeah. So may, maybe fringe on that. So I don't know. I'd I, I think it's obviously they're trying to do, you know, the Titan varietal of this with the Enter's the Battlefield. I really wish it was entered Battle. I would, okay, is this card better if it's this? When it enters the battlefield, do the, when it enters the battlefield or attacks, do the following create a 4 4 green rhino creature token and a shield counter.
1: Or is that, that's, just,
0: is, is that way that's, too that's busted? a lot. Is that that's too strong?
1: Lot. Yeah. To, to, to do that every time you attack, that's wild.
0: That's way too strong, right? Like even yeah. at seven for and it's also on on theme. So maybe tight hey, maybe Titan is great, right? <laughs> maybe it's really good. There's,
1: I mean, it, all right, if you if you back up and we think about power creep too, it's a seven seven for seven with reach and trample and two ETBs.
0: Yeah. That are and, and three of them are like borderline backbreaking, right? Yeah. The five life, and the five life is fine. Like it's better than three life. So mm. You know, I, okay. I, could, I
1: could I could see Nathan running this in his uh Tristani deck oh, that cares about life gain. Because Oof. you gain the five life, you get seven off of this, you make a rhino and gain four more.
0: Yikes. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, maybe so tight, get- maybe <laughs> three is good. Maybe we're all maybe we're all idiots. Who knows? I just opened it. I opened it in a pack, and it was a card I'd lying around, so I'm glad I got to put it in deck. So that's, that's my history with, with Titan Industry. And uh, we do have one more card to go through. Um, we'll get into this in a minute, but shall we in three, two, one, at the 8 drop, Bogart and Hellkite. Bogart and Hellkite.
1: Six colorless, two red for a uh, mythic dragon. Mythic. It's a mythic for 80 cents. Mythic, mythic, mythic. It's a flash.
0: It's got flying when there's a battlefield. It deals damage, divide five damage divided as you choose among any number of targets. Uh, I think this card is fine. This is also a card that we're going to be talking about very shortly. So I will, I, 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 again, you got to fill up the deck somehow. Right. And it is a five, five flyer with flash that can zap a low cost commander can zap some mana elves, uh, those sort of things. So there is value in it um this You're is right one of my least favorite cards in the deck though and this is a card that wizards just tries to jam in your face over and over this is a dragon it's good it's got five damage I on it, it's a it. mythic but it feels like I mean, in a precon. like come on and for me it's just it, it just never it never passes the sniff test
1: i also just feel bad for scott fisher because this is some sick artwork it is and it does look cool it's wasted on a poor dragon but um i mean it's it's got flash so like you could surprise somebody but you can kind of get someone surprise for eight mana um the the other thing i would point out is and we've talked about this before like the last what 50 percent of commanders printed in the last uh year and a half died a lightning bolt so oh yeah yeah, yeah. kill one of those plus a, a two toughness so it's it's got its use cases and then you know if this comes in in main main phase this is christmas land here if this sure. comes in in main phase and then delina makes a copy of it you got oh, 10 you damage to stack on something so it's it's got some it's sweaty got, it's potential. got some
0: merits right uh but i remember mm-hmm. they like they put this in like the duretti precon. they put this in uh what was another mono red precon. it's like stop it like we don't in the Wolfgar precon, which this one's from so for me it's just a little too much so um that is going to fill that's going to finish our uh going through the cmc values through here and also for those who don't know who are listening uh there's some people watching if you head over to twitch.tv slash cmdtower.com, uh you can actually watch these live streams along with our hashtag sers hashtag get that happen every other monday as well as a whole litany of all the other stuff that record more live so Now we're gonna get into the uh, converted mana cost capping. Okay, so back to our uh, CMC cleaving. We we are, just as a reminder, going to be swapping out a high CMC card for a lower CMC card, two cards at the same CMC, and then a lower CMC card for a card that is higher CMC, and then we're also going to talk about swapping out a commander as well because that's just we that's what uh, LZ asked for so we just thought we we'd go where we could so i we just talked about uh we just talked about her unfortunately but i am going to be cutting out uh i'm going to cut out burgarden haltkite i think this card is fine uh i think it is way overcosted uh that we're already talking about how this deck is suffering for cmc uh, which is ironic because I'll be cutting it for the, the my two cuts are gonna make
1: I I i get <laughs> it's gonna this, even out
0: it, I think <laughs> it's probably gonna end up going to but I just I just don't like this card honestly like you said magic Christmas land exists people argue this card's good because you can just get someone but for me in the year of our Lord 2022 of our you know of heliod's reign I just think this card is this gross is this Grossly outclassed by all sorts of cards out there, regardless if you're trying to do a gimmick or not.
1: all right, let's hear the upper classmate.
0: okay, so the we are cutting high for a low, and this is another one that just got printed recently from the battle for baller's Gate. I think this one is very fun. So barroom brawl. it's sixteen cents for a colorless and a green sorcery. target creature you control fights target creature the opponent to your left controls, then that player may copy this spell and may choose new targets for the copy. So here's my thing, right? We already talked about the Titans Industries, the the commander we got. You are only going to profit out of this, right? In my opinion, it may come back to the table. And if that's the case, then guess what? You got a four for one card. And it's a two-drop, nonetheless, right? I think this is a really fun political card. I think this is a fun card that involves everyone else in the table. I, I I think that, comparative to... I think for two mana, the amount of value and enjoyment you get out of this... Again, this is not a CDH deck, right? I think you get way more value and enjoyment out of this than you do for eight for Bogart and Haltkite, even though you might be able to get someone with it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the the CMC cut alone will be attractive. Um, yeah. And- I, I think you're going to see value on it over time. Um, I, I don't have much more to add to that. That's I, I would do it just for the CMC personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what, I feel bad for the, the for the Hellkite, but he's got to go. That's
0: that's Hellkite's a card from Commander five years ago, right? Like, I, I was looking through. I who was I talking? Oh, side tangent. I was just watching an SCG uh, versus from three years ago that popped up, and I was like, this format is borderline unrecognizable. <laughs> it was like a four hour <laughs> long game. Or something right. like that. It's like these it just doesn't exist anymore. Like it's just it's such a fast format, regardless of if you're playing casual or otherwise. But anyways, that's a podcast for a different that's a discussion for a different podcast. So your first cut high to low.
1: That's a that is a whole thesis. Yes. Right. Um all right. So my first cut to go a CMC reduction of one mana. Oh is retreat to Hagra, is we're gonna cut out. Retreat. So I think the the thinking here oh. uh, for Mr. Combo is that there is not enough landfall production for this to get a lot of legs under it. And ultimately, uh, it's, a, it's a one-time effect for a plus one, plus zero in Death Touch or loss of one life, gain yeah. of one life. And I, I know Mr. Combo is not big into that, so I, I believe that's why he chose this one.
0: Yeah, it's... I mean... I think I think the the other retreat to Kenzando is way better than this one. I've seen this card do work in the past, but I agree with him and you. This is probably not the right deck for it. So what? So one mana reduction. What are we reducing it for?
1: We are swapping out, and it it it's sad that you took one of my creature types away with your <gasps> with your cut. But he went with Steely Resolve, which is one and a green for an enchantment. As Steely Resolve comes <laughs> into play, choose a creature type. Creatures Whoa! of the chosen type can't be, yeah. Price tag, uh, can't be the target of spells or ability, aka shroud. Price, tag so for, uh,
0: yeah. Price, tag.
1: <laughs> price tag on, on for this onslaught. Oh my card god, is twenty
0: dollars. This is co- no, it was it was kind of everything, right? It's like a worse asceticism almost.
1: <laughs> so the you- only part that sucks and. I, I don't I don't have access to Mr. Combo's full thought process on this, but I've seen a lot of things that target our own creatures in this deck. So I'm curious how much we're gonna nonbo with this by choosing dragon and then not being able to put counters on him or otherwise. I would,
0: man, I I'd almost wager to guess. Here, okay, so this is this is how I think he would say. I would think he would say we are winning through Deragaz attacking, right? And uh-huh. I think he would also say that like it doesn't matter that there's four or six cards in the deck that matter because paying two mana to give him protection from everything else, swords and the left, right, and center would be worth it. Why here's my question. Why isn't just this just played in every elves deck? It's a better asceticism,
1: right? Because it's $20, I think. Well, but, yeah. Um well I think so in Elves deck, especially I've seen um it, it is a bit of a nombo because you have those. Elves like Azuri that uh, regenerate target elf, or you have things that do oh, sure, target sure, sure, elf. Sure, sure. So being shroud is a problem. But, but
0: I think I think this would be really good in that um, the elf pre-con where you just tap. Oh,
1: la- lateral. Y- mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh, God, that we had like a lateral winter here in North Carolina. It was colder. <laughs> it was colder playing that than the weather outside.
1: Dude, she she's kind of a bomb out of the out of the box. I think I think but, it's a,
0: I think it's the best pre-con they've ever made. It's like, just straight, just picking it up, shuffling it up, and playing
1: ahead of like Prosper.
0: Uh, uh, well, I so here's my thing with Prosper as a Prosper player who has tuned it, it's a value hmm. engine, but the problem is like it's a value engine kind of to nowhere. Like,
1: you, you have to. Okay, hit your- so, so here, here's one for you where you can pick up the pre con and not do much work, and the deck will work for you is AC, the of the <sighs> Geyer straight. Or oh, whatever it's called, the Simic the one, big Simic serpent thing. Oh that yeah, yeah, it's br- it's double brutal. land drops. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's just like I mean, it's a Sim- It's literally just they printed Simic good stuff with a commander that does Simic good stuff. Like I
1: and they they printed they put a soft lock in the deck. Wait, really? So you got, yeah. So you have um, Eternal Witness and Welming Wave, oh, and so you crack. Whelming Wave and bring back Eternal Witness. Everybody else loses everything, but you keep AC. You slap somebody oh, for six. Yeah. You cast it Eternal Witness and get Welming Wave back.
0: I didn't even think about that. Like I I yeah, one of the guys I play with here just played that pre-con. And we're just like, all right, like how many more times can we can we blow up AC or any of the sea so creatures, like then you just lose. When I was in Magic Fest Risman, there was some girl, uh well, it didn't matter if that was a girl or not. There was a player that I played with who was uh she was like oh yeah i have ac but it's nothing like the pre-con i've changed a bunch of cards it's like okay cool it was just and a good way <laughs> it was just it was just, a, it was just a pre-con with like better cards in it and she she like completely blew us all the water uh so what are you gonna do Nuts. uh yeah uh i hope you're not tied of oh, those puns oh, oh, see oh. i can do it too i can do it too moss it's not just uh-huh.
1: i'm gonna have to wave goodbye to you on that Oof. one
0: Got me. All right. So All
1: right. Can't, I, I, refuse, I refuse
0: to get into <laughs> this. Wait, is you, wait, are you older? Is your brother older or younger than you? Older than me. Yeah. Okay. That's why you and me are so much alike. I also had an older <laughs> brother that I like to torture. So, yes. um, The next one I'm going to cut out is there's one in here. So I had to reread this like four times. I think this card's way too busy for what it does. I'm going to cut out Radiant Performer for my my CMC to CMC. So Radiant Performer is three colorless double red for a creature, human, wizard redacted. Um, And it states the following. It's got flash. And then another reason why I had to put my glasses on literally when I was like working on this. When Radiant Performer enters the battlefield, if you cast it from your hand, choose target spell or ability that targets only a single permanent or player. Copy that spell or ability for each other permanent or player the spell or ability could target. Each copy targets a different one of those permanents and players. So, all right.
1: So, so I guess they were smart doing the from hand thing when yes. you get into bl- blink shenanigans, but yeah.
0: It's just for me it's like I get it right like uh drain life or fireball or something like that like you can kind of get yourself out of it for me but like for for 5 mana I, I it just doesn't it just doesn't do it for me. First off it's way too complicated so you're like I don't even know I was trying to think through my brain of like when's the time to cast this, right? And cuz you can't cast it in response to torment of hellfire. You can't cast it in response to expropriate. You can't cast it in response to green sun zenith. You can't cast it in front of you can kind of cast it in front of like comet storm. To live, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, y- you can cast it, I guess, in front of your uh like a source of plowshares or something and make it a mini board wipe. But for me, right. I just I don't know. I it just this card was just way too sweaty and cute for mm-hmm. for what I think this deck's trying to do. Unless I'm unless I'm completely missing something, Marking Nurse, which is, which could be the That's, case.
1: I mean, you, I I will fully admit that my brain does not work like a, a combo <laughs> player, <laughs> but to, to me, this is a chaos card. So yeah. the, the swords to plowshares instance you talked about, if it's a put a plus one counter on something, if it's a, you know, do X to it. Oh. Give a, give a, so it's a, it's a weird Zada build, right? Or feather type of thing where like you're multiplying this effect, but not just across your creatures, across everyone, everyone that yeah. it could target. So it's it's kind of weird. Um, the only I guess if you had more life than someone else and you fireball for just enough, you could. Fireball, everybody, right? Yeah,
0: despite all oh, targets, not you. So, I it for me, I was like, this is just too a little too sweaty, just a little bit. And we all know I like to sweat, I'm sweating, I've been sweating this entire podcast, but I thought that there's another one in here that was like a little bit more, um, consistent. And we already mm-hmm. have Riveteers Charm in here because Riveteers is the best, it's what they call Jun. So, why not mm-hmm. also have? Riveteer's Confluence. So two colorless and John. That's that's black, green, uh red. Sorcery. Choose three. You may choose the same mode more than once. So your first mode is draw a card and you lose a life. Second mode, it deals one damage to each creature and planeswalker you don't control. And then three is you may put a land card from your hand or graveyard onto the battlefield tapped. So the reason why I like this one is because I think this is a deck like many of these. I feel like a lot of these jank builds, theme builds, lo- they don't lose to mid-range Azorius decks. They don't lose to um, commanders because they have some semblance of removal, right? What they lose mm-hmm. to are fast, aggressive token builds and that sort of thing. So for me, even though it's slightly overcosted, the fact that you now have a way to ping three Creature you, you have a way to ping three damage or two damage and draw a card, whatever it boils down to. I like the modality here, right? There's mm-hmm. not a ton of mana rocks. Late game, you you may not want to catch your commander, and now you have something where you can draw some cards, come back from that. You could bounce back. If someone boards wipe, if you have a handful of lands, you can play those out. It is kind of like a little bit more of a magic Christmas land card than... Uh, the radiant the performer but for me i think this is something that's gonna get your game moving at the same at the same cost
1: right yeah i guess uh, if we go back to lz's write-up and they want this to be some sort of control build um being able to wipe out those tokens is going to be pretty key sure um if you have nothing else to do i don't love the fact that you would pay five to draw three and, and lose, lose three, three life but,
0: right yeah um
1: And the only other thing I would add is if LZ was running more, um, either fetches or even like the evolving wilds of the world, Oh, sure, having those to bring back out from your graveyard or even the, the new one, the Riveteers hideout or whatever it's called, where it automatically goes and finds another swamp mountain forest. I, I would like that a little bit better if they packed some of that in as well to support this. Um, but overall, um, you, when this is in your hand, you know what you're going to do with it, as opposed to the radiant performer, where you might have to wait for the right moment.
0: And to be fair, uh, LZ also chose every single land card had choose on it as well, except that for basically
1: Well, no, I, I was going to say, do, do the new does the new one say uh, choose a choose a mountain? But it, it does not. No, um, it does
0: not. Yeah, it's it's I, all it's all targets. So it's so good on that. But that was my that was my same CNC, the same CNC what did you think about what what were you what were you and mr combo big braining on this
1: one all right so the the six cmc drop that we we chose and i i think you're gonna have to stick with me for for a couple of rotations here before this actually makes sense but it's a uh, vivictus asmati the Dyer is who we're cutting um so it's a six six flyer okay um and when it attacks for each player, choose target permanent, that player controls those players sacrifice those permanents. Each player who sacrificed a permanent in this way reveals top card of the library and puts it onto the battlefield if it's a permanent card. So, um, if you didn't know, Duff has a deck, uh, the Evictus, and it I believe can it's be brutal, a beating. Is it not? <laughs> it can be a beating, but for the first half of every game, he will play politely where he lets you choose the, the target. I see. Um, but, I don't want to get too much into the reason that we cut this because it's going to come up real soon.
0: Okay, all right, that's fine. Um, so what do, what do you what do you think you're going to cut it for?
1: So we're swapping it for a planeswalker. Of <gasps> course, Mister Mister Combo wants to put a planeswalker in here. Absolutely. Uh, Liliana Dreadhorde General, four colorless black black planeswalker. Liliana. God, a, again,
0: we're doing this again.
1: I'm going to read it out because I didn't get to. When uh, a whenever a creature you control dies, draw a card. That's already good. Uh, plus one, create a 2-2 two, two black zombie creature token. Minus four, each player sacrifices two creatures, and then negative nine is where we get the choose part. Each opponent chooses a permanent. They control of each permanent type, then sacks the rest. So this, I mean, choose. it's got the choose, it's got choose on there. It's got control on there. And it's also, it makes its own tokens to protect itself. I mean, it's it's a meat and potatoes pick, but it's going to do the job.
0: This is the best black planeswalker that's have ever been printed, right? It has to be. We're me. I think Mr. me and Mister Combo were talking about this like a week ago or something.
1: So I'm I'm a big fan of the one that goes and finds swamps for you. Oh um, wait,
0: oh shit, that's exactly what he said too. Okay. <laughs> oh no, who was I talking to? No, we were to. Oh, me and him were talking in person. That's right, me him and me him and single Aaron. Because I was like, Liliana Dreadhorde General is like the best planeswalker I've ever been printed uh or mono black one and then they were like well the other one you can like turn all your swamps and stuff uh i think it's yeah i mean more planeswalkers in this deck because you have something else to do right this is a six right. mana removal spell which in this deck seems pretty solid uh the best part is and we this is what mr combo brought up over the weekend i memory now so if you just wanted to buy the diesel straight <laughs> out the gates normal version of this I'll, i want to i want to ask you because it's we're not playing the prices right straight out the deck pack fresh 25 dollars. right right wow that's a lot if you want to get the stained glass varietal from secret layers it's 18 dollars. you're saving seven dollars to get a better version of the card because so many people buy secret layers all
1: right now now tell me how much you can pay for a pro tour p- promo oh, so you uh, did, cannot did you, read the card look, did,
0: did you look it up already
1: <laughs> yeah it's uh four hundred
0: dollars
1: <laughs> so if we're not working in a budget lz you could uh you know all that glitters yeah. bling it out
0: bling it out uh and also all that glitters is the channel on our patron discord so there you go that's how you do it all right so we're going from low to high cmc so i this is a card that I, I, have a, I have a charm deck, and this one did not make the cut. Uh, I got to look it up here. Hold on. And now, all of a sudden, my thing is going haywire. All right. Nope, not color. I really need to go get LASIK or something.
1: I swear, I swear. <laughs> I swear. better I glasses right. at minimum.
0: I, I have astigmatism, so my eyes change like every year. Uh, so It's a whole thing. <laughs> but anyways, of all the cards you have that have to choose on them, these colors, I think that this is the weakest. So gruel charm is maybe the worst cycle of charm that there that's out there so a green or red for an instant choose one creatures without flying can't block this turn which is fine ish right mm. but there's so many other effects that can do that the second one gain control of all permanents you don't control worthless don't love you... that either yep last one deals three damage to each creature with flying if you're playing Drakes, I see like the varietal of options that we have here. I just, this card for me is just never like a Simic charm is so much better. The other charms from Nuka Perner are so much better. This is the one of the few charms out there because I love charms. We love modals on here. Ractos charm is like a, is God tier, right? But this one for me just never like, it's all too situational. Like, am I, am I way off the mustard here? Like, what do you think about it? It's, it just seems like it's, it's all trying too much, right?
1: Right, so I, I get that it's a it's a choose it's a choose card, and it's only two mana. Um, if if your meta runs a lot of um, theft effects, or you know the Empress Galena of the world, the that second mode where you gain control of all permanents you own could be could be valuable. But it, in your casual LGS game, I don't think it's going to come into play. Um, and your the the main way that you're punching in with damage in this deck is flying. So a creature without flying can't block. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't it, that, even matter. That basically says creature with reach cannot block. Yeah. So
0: if I, I like I said, I get it. I'm there for it. But I think we got one that's even better. And I think this new card also spiked in price since I knew it. And you should go through I, sw- I think I I'm pretty sure I like put this in Meteor Crater in my like giveaway to the school before I moved. To Colorado Ben, because I swear Wise to God, George. you have like five of these. But for for three mana more, you get so much more. Archfiend of depravity, three colorless double black for a creature demon flyer. It's a five-four. So that one thing we we're talking about with three or greater, we got that there. I don't even remember what that was. <laughs> At the beginning of each opponent's end step, that player chooses up to two creatures they control then sacks the rest. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. We just talked about how elves are brutal. We talked about drakes. We talked about token producers, all these other things. I really do feel that this is a card that can just savage people when they're not paying attention to it, right? Um, Absolutely. It's a a card that looks like, oh, oh, big tuck. Well, someone's just going to remove it. Fine. I'll cast Dargaz next turn, and that's one less thing they have in their arsenal to deal with the thing that's the actual threat. Um I for me the the three mana difference between the two of them is like night and day. We're gonna put so many far so many people behind on this. Um this card's an absolute bruiser. It's, it's I assume this is in your Mogus deck.
1: <laughs> yeah. It um, is, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean it's and putting putting that um putting that choice back in your opponent's hands, yes. it's not a good choice to make and they gotta do it. So right. that that combined with if you're actually trying to win the game with Deragaz and like punching through with with that dragon, this demon's gonna eat the removal, hundred percent of the time.
0: And the thing I like even more about it is it's that it's like it's not at their upkeep; it's at their end step. So they have to think about their entire game plan of like, do I even want to cast creatures? What am I doing right. here? So um, yeah,
1: you get it, you get them down to two, and they're like, is this third one worth it?
0: Or uh, yeah, is, can can this beat one of the other two? I don't know. It, it, it's a brutal card. Uh, I can't believe it's almost three, four dollars now. But what do you got? This is another one I had for like fifty cents back in the day playing with Scooty Shuffles. But then the <laughs> right. drags. So what are you gonna do? So last, so last one we have here before we go into our new sub commanders, we have one. We have we have one more swap. So what do you got?
1: All right. So we for six mana are cutting Inferno Titan. So wait, that is, is that in colors. this deck? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even notice. It's got to choose. So four colorless red, red um, for a six, six giant. uh, It has a fire breathing effect of pay one red and it gets plus one plus O until end of turn. And then it also says when it enters the battlefield or attacks, it deals three damage divided as you choose among one, two or three targets. So, I mean, I'm guessing the reason that, uh, that we cut it here is because it's a, it's a lightning bolt for ETB and attack. I mean, that, that'll stack up over time, but maybe not quite as valuable as what we're, we're hoping. To I, yeah.
0: This card's not, um, I, um, correct me if I'm wrong. This is one that's never, I've never loved.
1: So I'm just working off my notes here. Okay. So, so don't, don't yell at me.
0: No, I'm not. No, yeah. I'm, I'm saying, do you like this no, card? for the next, for the next part. Well? Oh, oh, wait. Oh, you're, oh, oh, it's about to be bad.
1: Well, so this is the greater CMC section, I believe. Oh, no, um. You know, we're, we're cutting a six CMC for a five CMC enchantment is what I'm working from here. Wait, what? Right. So
0: hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Back it up. Back it up. What was the what was the one that you cut lesser for? Or what was the one that you did lesser?
1: Uh, retreat to Hagra for Steely Resolve. That was a drop of one.
0: OK, now we're doing another drop.
1: Yep. So we're just we're just we're just going with it. we're just going with it. All right. We're rolling with it. Uh, this has only been printed once in Mirrodin. Um, It's an enchantment that's red. We're going to see how far we get before Tuck guesses what it is. It costs three colorless and two red, and it has some pretty sweet art from Ron Spencer. Uh... It is. is
0: That's the one with the sword, right?
1: The set? Yeah.
0: Is it it in the Web of War? Is that from that story?
1: Very close. Confusion in the ranks.
0: Oh, damn it!
1: (laughs) yep all right so this card reads whenever an artifact creature or enchantment enters the battlefield its controller chooses target permanent another player shares with that card type and exchanges control of those
0: i mean it's it's good (sighs) but it's cheating
1: (laughs) (laughs) this the you want to talk about chaos build this is uh this is wild um this may may or may not feature in most if not all nor in the wary decks
0: oh absolutely why wouldn't you Right. Uh, Um, I think it's I mean this is like no jokes aside this is probably the best card in the deck (laughs) right (laughs) even though we're cheating to get it in there
1: so I suppose let's see uh chooses target permanent another player controls so it does work well with his uh steely resolve pick works quite well um I don't know we're so i maybe maybe there's another angle he was taking here, but with Commander included, we have seventeen creatures. I feel like we're gonna lose out on our bangers to some lanoir elves or some one one elf tokens.
0: I mean, I can see it, but here okay, so here's the here's the thing though. I think this is where Mr. combo's going with it was it it's not just us, it's everyone, right, so we're gonna give away all of our crap to someone else that for something choose. else.
1: well yes but so the yes those are facts uh the thing that i'm most concerned about though is we have we have 17 creatures to drop on the board right
0: right and some other just people, next, get, someone's other just people get to it, pick yeah. it
1: too. yep and they say well here have a soldier token i'll take derogaz i
0: i I, so, I can i can cut in my mind's eye i can see where he's coming from
1: Right, Com- combo's big braining, and I'm I'm uh, yeah. scared in the corner.
0: Also, he cheated, so this could just be this could just be the illness talking about it. I <laughs> listen. As crazy as a man he is, he he does know his stuff when it comes to this game very well. So I'm sure he had some ten minute, twenty minute long convoluted way of saying this. I still mm-hmm. think it's fun. But I'm not sure if it's worth the CMC reduction and or cheating the cutting card. So we're just going to look. It's like uh, uh, I, <laughs> I was about to make a reference to the show Departed where a guy <laughs> goes in the witness protection program. That was on Adult Swim that I'm obsessed with. So we're not. We're just Listen, we're just going to move. We're just going to move right past this into our last bit here. So all right, let's hit it. Then we're gonna go into we in the new CMC game, which I think is a, a resounding success. We're just the, the way this ends is we're gonna we're gonna take the commander and try to put in a new one that we feel may fit the theme better. Now, this was very difficult, uh, as you can imagine. So I'm gonna let marketing combo take it away here on your side of things, and then I'll
1: explain okay. mine. All right. Sounds good. So uh, moving back to our, our uh, even CMC cut. And the reason I didn't talk too much about that. Uh, Mr. Combo believes that we should swap Deragaz the igniter with Vevictus as the dire as the commander. Oh, okay. So everything we read before uh, yep. in this build that you want to be control uh, controlling what permanents are on the board are it. I would say like most of the time is probably going to be more impactful uh, than revealing a hand and dealing damage to them per color, probably because right? what if they have a handful of lands or etc. So I I think uh, it's a it's a factor of knowing what you control versus taking a, a stab at a single player.
0: Yeah, not like this too because like like you said, we have some low grade permanents and creatures, and then we have some super high end ones, right? So mm-hmm. there's an idea of changing an Azra Odds Maker into a Titan Industry or something like that, right? Or like the 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 opportunity cost is so low eventually mm. well and even i guess worst case scenario is you just choose a land for us right because a lot of the permanents we don't have and then you just cycle out for another land and you get rid right. of tro- problems for everyone else i i i can see where they're going it's also six six flyer that you can you can pay 21 dollars for the core set 2019 promo uh mm. if you want to get the stamp on it so this was like an impossible ask because for those playing the home game, there are literally two commanders that have two commanders that are in Jun that have the words shoes on them. But I think that your old pal, big talk has almost cracked the case because I have not found a commander that has shoes on it, but I have, I have found a commander's, that let you choose what to do with it.
1: Ooh.
0: And that one is, and I think it plays into this ga- this rigmarole, Shattergang Brothers.
1: Oh boy. So follow me here. Okay.
0: See, like it's I know we're not I wasn't too far out of out of left field. Just follow me here. Shatter Brothers, colorless jund. They were printed first in which deck?
1: Commander 2013. Which, or...
0: which the commander was Prosh, uh, <laughs> they are a legendary creature, Goblin Officer, three three. So here's the thing: this commander does nothing. It's a blank <laughs> card, but, uh, or, sorry, it's a blank card until the player makes a choice, and of those choices, they have three: two colors, black, sacrifice a creature. Each other player sacrifices a creature. Two colors in red, sacrifice an artifact. Each other player sacrifice an artifact. Two colors in green, sacrifice an enchantment. Each other player sacrifices an enchantment. We actually now have a commander that can do something when you're backed up against the wall and make your opponents make a choice because it's not, they are choosing which one of these things they have to do. Now, is this a flyer? No. Is it a 6 6? Also, no. Can you win with command damage for this? Highly likely not. I don't think you possibly can. It'd be a very long game, but I do think that if we play fast and loose with the rules of LZs, (laughs) choose your rig and roll deck. I think Shattergang Brothers may be a fun inclusion and maybe something to try. Mark and Ross, your thoughts on Shattergang Brothers?
1: All right. So the initial (laughs) point you made of the limited options that we have to work from here is valid. And, of the three options we have here i'm gonna side with lz actually um and the reason for it okay yeah the the reason for it is because the number of permanents in this deck compared to the instants and sorceries is pretty low (laughs) yeah and and so if you're if you're running vaivictus you're losing out on a small number of permanents that maybe you can't replace and with shatter gang do you have do you have fodder for this
0: ah uh, you have let's see here 24 34 targets in the entire deck
1: so my Probably my not. opinion my opinion on both of these would be that the the entire deck would need a little bit of an overhaul yes to su- to support this this structure so all of these like charms and things like that you would have to try and find a permanent version right. uh that does something similar and th- that sound, sounds like a tall order. So. I think
0: I think we tried to fly. I think we tried to run before we walked uh, when we first came up with this idea. <laughs> and we didn't know that the deck that we chose for CMC or what's the CMC uh, is uh, or the CMC game where it's going to be so restrictive. But you know what? No matter what, hey. we still. Made it to the end of the episode. And thank you everyone for making it with us till the end. Um, if you enjoyed it, feel free to leave some positive or negative feedback. And a whatever star review makes people want to go into these things, into the algorithms, into the series of webs. Um, we'd love it for a like, share, subscribe on Twitter. And we'd love that on YouTube. And also a subscription on Twitch would be great. But if you are trying to reach out to all of us, pretty much, if you want to find the web zone, here's how you can find it. Corrupted Graphstone, Meteor Crater, Derekus' Charm, Tower.com slash everything else. If you want to find our listeners host, at Mr. Coming Number 5 on Twitter. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at BigTuckTweeting. And I've posted twice in the last two days, so that's a record. Our wonderful last-minute guest, Marketing Ross, where can we find you on Twitter if people want to come and yell at you as well?
1: Please do. Uh, I am on Twitter at Vizzer, Vizzer vibes, but more importantly, come find me in the Discord. Uh, I'm always lurking around with my co-moderator, SD Sharpie.
0: And they're doing they're doing a killer job out there for us, so we really appreciate it. You can also find us on the website. Once again, around to updating it at www.cmdtower.com slash BNB episode 151. Remember, if you're looking to support us, you can do it through for a myriad of ways. Liking, sharing, subscribing, to any of the content that you want. Our Patreon at patreon.com/slash/cmdtower. Our Etsy store if you're looking to pick up some swag at etsy.com/shop/slash/cmdtower. And then, of course, with our partnership at abyssproxyshop.com using the promotion code CMD Tower. So, end of the episode. Marketing Ross, last minute pitch hitter, doing the world a favor here. How do you feel? What do you? What? Do you, how, this you were you were here in a brand new format. <laughs> We literally (laughs) brought this up on Wednesday because we were both still hungover from the weekend and just trying to find something to do. And I think it worked. I think it went gangbusters. And also shout out to LZ for always lurking, always getting up on Twitch and the great deck. Mark and Ross, what what did you think about the format? Did you like it? Obviously, we all like the deck. Where, Where are you standing at sitting at the end of this for your first full CMD Tower episode?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, uh, thank you LZ for submitting to the deck therapy channel that it only improves our content and gives us other things to talk about. So appreciate that. Um, as far as the format itself, that's, I think it's great. Um, when people start thinking about decks in general, a lot of times mana curve is like one of the top of mind things, whether they're, you know, whether it's on the back, back end subconscious or it's the front end, I want to cut down to like right to sub two CEDH level. Um, so, running things by cmc i think people typically look at that curve and see how many things are in each slot anyway um single aaron was recently talking to me about one of his builds and he was saying that his uh his three slot was getting bloated and so i was like (laughs) is is that like which which all of that aside he might need to see a doctor but uh
0: (laughs) slam 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 dunk single aaron comment
1: Right, but uh, so it it led me to ask him, are you are you looking at that from like a a statistician standpoint of i I can only run x number of right. cards in the three slot, or are you just looking at overall curve and seeing it's way too steep there? And it was the latter. So I think looking at things from a CMC standpoint makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, I uh, I agree. I think this is really fun. Obviously, you know me and Mister Combo aren't playing as much as we used to. And, you know, we're kind of running out of decks that we're building (laughs) because we're not building 13 a month like we used to. So this is really fun. I think um, for everyone out there listening, we really appreciate everyone's uh, uh, input and, and we love to see your decks. And this is going to be something that we're definitely going to turn into at least a monthly, if, if not more frequent sort of sort of build here. So uh, from everyone here at the CMD tower, thank you so much for joining us. And we're gonna see you, laser. Once you hit this sweet outro. See you. Once you hear the sweet outro. There we go. See ya. <laughs> hashtag. Show work. me your deck. <laughs> hashtag. Show me your deck. Hashtag. Get handed.